You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, in the early 1950s, war scattered hundreds and thousands of not only adults, but children as well in South Korea. Everett Swanson arrived to preach to the troops on the front lines and his heart was broken by what he saw. And then he was faced to answer the question, what are you going to do? The answer to that 70 years later in counting is the story of Compassion International. And it's written in a brand new book with that same title. What are you going to do? Matt Bronlouis is with us, one of the authors. Matt, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. How are you doing? Good. Good Good. good to be here. We're doing well. So what was it about this man? Because many of us see issues and we're, you know, and the Lord prompts us to something and we're like, well, that's too big or that's too much. What was it about him that was different that made him say, let me see what I can do? Yeah. You know, that was one of the prime questions that I was interested in when I heard about Everett Swanson. Um, interestingly enough, too, he's my wife's great uncle. Uh, So this has been a family story. So I was very interested in what created this man that once he saw these things going on in Korea, uh, that his heart and mind and everything were so transformed to want to do something about it. Um, Yeah, he was a, uh, he had a pastor's heart. Um, He was a pastor in Chicago uh, when all this kind of began in the early 1950s. Um, he was going on the road, and he was speaking to large crowds, actually. Uh, and he was able to get into Korea, speaking to the troops and everything like that. Um, and he was walking the streets one day. It was quite cold out. He had his coat kind of tucked on his arm. And a kid ran by and grabbed his coat. And he's from Chicago, and, you know, he, he needs his coat. It's cold outside. And so he takes off after this kid, trying to get his coat back chases him through some alleyways. Uh, The kid ends up ditching the coat. And so Everett walks up, he picks up the coat, and he finds a shivering child underneath the coat. Uh, He runs, he gets some soup, he gets some blankets, he comes back and tries to care for this child. Uh, And then there's all of a sudden dozens more. And he realizes that there's all these orphans wandering the streets of Seoul. Um, Now we know that there were over 100,000 orphans uh, during the wartime there in Korea. So this was a, a huge problem there. Um, and as he's about to travel back to America at the airport, he's stopped by a Korean pastor who says, Everett, now that you've seen the tremendous need and opportunity, what are you going to do? Well, that that's a, almost like a cliffhanger. So what did <laughs> what did he do? How did he respond to that question? Maybe even in the moment and then later on. Yeah. So, you know, you have to remember, too, this is this is the early 1950s. We're talking about 1951, 1952, when all this is starting. So no social media, you know, no easy way to get the word out. Uh, he, you know, he wasn't uh, on the radio regularly like like you guys. <laughs> so you can imagine that this was an, an incredibly uh, difficult hurdle to get over. Like, what do you do about this? Uh, what's really miraculous is he travels back to America from seeing this and from being asked, what are you going to do? He lands in Seattle where he's going to see his, his brother. His brother, uh, older brother Ray, actually worked for Moody, uh, worked in the science and film division. Um, he was visiting him, and he was asked to speak at a local church. Speaks at the local church, and instead of going into one of his normal sermons, he decides to go ahead and tell people about what's going on in Korea. The pastor there uh, is really struck by whatever it says. He runs to his office, 
uh, it comes back with this check. And he said, Everett, I was just given this by a woman here at our church, uh, and it was earmarked to help orphans in Korea. That check was for $50, and that's the first money that ever goes to Compassion. Uh, Everett then gets home in Chicago, and his wife Miriam tells him, hey, we just got a check in the mail for $1,000 from some farmers in Nebraska that wanted to be able to help uh, with what's going on in Korea and knew that you were beginning to look into that and, and wanting to help. So we just see these miraculous ways that dollars and cents start coming in. Uh, and that people are able to start doing the sponsorship thing where they can have a child, you know, be connected to a child in Korea uh, to be able to help. Um, so we just, you know, we see kind of like all these miraculous ways that things begin to connect. You know, again, we're talking before Internet. <laughs> a letter to Korea probably exactly. took months to happen sometimes. So how did that actually, I mean, you're talking sponsorship of a child. How did, how did that actually work as it started? And how did compassion then get birthed out of all this? Yeah. What's really interesting is that the sponsorship model, you know, it had been used a little bit, but Everett was really one of the early adopters of that model in a, in kind of a larger way. Um, and he was able to, so it was a, I think when they first started, it was $4 a month. Um, it then went up to like $5 a month a little later on. So, you know, it was much cheaper than it, than it is today. It costs more today if you're going to sponsor a child, which is, which is great. You know, mm -hmm. we all know that everything's more expensive now. Right. Um, but back then, yeah, it was like that sponsorship model is really what helped uh, Compassion boom because people were able to be directly connected uh, to these children in, in Korea. They were able to send notes back and forth. Um, Ivan was able to meet with one of the women who was in one of these orphanages growing up, and she had uh, with her at her home um, uh, dresses, presents, gifts that were sent to her by her sponsors. Hmm. Well, tell us a little bit about Miriam then, Everett's wife, I, I assume, right? Uh, because eventually yeah. he does pass away. And does she sort of step in to help bring this further and even beyond Korea? She did. Yes. And she's kind of a, a quiet force. You know, there's there's kind of less known about her. Um, in fact, I, I had the opportunity to speak with David Swanson, who's uh, the eldest son, he's now 85, just sharp as a tack, miraculous guy, and, and uh, had wonderful stories about both of his parents. Um, his mom was kind of the quieter type, uh, but we know that Everett and Miriam spoke very frequently about everything going on, talked together. And when Everett did pass away in 1965, Miriam was able to step in and help him in a really profound way to kind of bridge the gap as they were beginning to find new leadership. You know, I was mentioning earlier, if we're thinking of people in the past hundred years who have, you know, shared the gospel and spread the gospel around the world, we, we think of Billy Graham and Louise Palau and people like that. We don't think of Everett Swanson. Uh, why is his name not, is it because it was 1965 that he passed away? Or what was it or what is it that maybe makes him a little bit less known when his ministry has flourished in, in ways unseen yeah. by many? Yeah, I mean, that was, a, that was one of the prime reasons I, I wanted to get involved in, in making this book, and now we're actually making a film about Everett's life as well. 
you know, we we know the stories. We know all the kind of like lurid gossip of celebrities out there. <laughs> and one of the questions for me was like, why not somebody who's had a wonderful life, who did tremendous things uh, and, and was such a spiritual leader? Um, so it was really neat to be able to go back and and begin to um, look at his life and everything that happened. And, you know, he was a tremendously humble man. And I, I do think that he was not looking to propagate himself, you know, to promote himself. In fact, it's really interesting. So the organization actually started uh, as the Everett Swanson Evangelical Associ- or Evangelistic Association. Um, but in 1963, just a couple of years before he passes away, he actually takes his, he realizes that his name is maybe going to not be helpful as the organization moves forward. And so he strips his name, uh, his own personal name from, you know, the title of the company, and it's transformed into compassion officially. Um, and so I just think that amount of humility, you know, he was not looking for the spotlight. He really wanted for the focus to be fully on these children who were in such need. And of course, over 70 years later, that work continues. And the work of compassion, it's just making such such a difference in the lives of these children who are in vulnerable situations and for many would have really yes. no no hope if it wasn't for these sponsorships. So just a word about the work that continues today and the impact and really the global reach. Yes. Um, you know, today, compassion helps over 2 million children a year. Uh, they're in 29 countries and supported by 14 global offices. Um, what's really fun is that, you know, a few years back, my wife and I uh, had the opportunity to go to Guatemala and to visit um, the, the children that we were sponsoring there. And to see the work of compassion on the ground floor you know, to see how they're able to give them education and learning, spiritual growth, food, just, you know, opportunities, just so many things. Um, and just to see the bright eyes of these children, the smiles on their faces, uh, and to see the transformation that's happening in their lives um, because of the work of compassion, it's just astounding. Mm-hmm. Who plays the lead role of Everett? <laughs> that's something we're uh, that's something we're trying to figure out. Grappling yeah, with right now. Suggestions. Let me know. <laughs> Any acting in your background, Eric? No, uh, okay. No, uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> well, to even play the man, I'm sure would be an honor. But to read more about his life and how he responded to that very simple question, "What are you going to do?" You can find it in the book with that same title. Really, the story about Compassion International. We have links to the book at ericandbridget.org. Matt, thank you for your time and for. Uh, Yes. I think a better understanding of who this man was, it, it, it is uh, impactful for all of us. So thank you. Thank you so much.